Welcome, Traveler. You have entered the realm of adventure. Prepare yourself for tales from beyond the dice. Beyond the Dice is a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast set in a cyberpunk world called New Etika. I'm your Dungeon Master Luke and your players are... Ben, I play Cortain, a level 1 fighter. I'm Jeff, I play Gage, a level 1 wizard. Peter, I play Spigston, or Spigs, a level 1 artificer. Hey guys, this is Trav, playing Little Moss, a level 1 monk. Alright, well guess what boys? Just to tell you that that whole introduction, um, that, that was completely wrong. Because you're level two now, my friends. What? Level two. What? What? We definitely weren't <laughs> told right. that before. <laughs> you weren't told that before. And we're going to talk about um, leveling up and uh, that sort of thing today. Um, or in this episode, I should say. But before that, let's all roll for Last Time on Beyond the Dice. Cortain, 12. Spigs, 17. Gage, 14. Oh, man, the odds are on a 12. It's not bad. Oh, well. Yeah, it's not bad. When you roll 12, I'm like, he's got it in the bag this time. He doesn't have to do it. That's all right. Yeah. All right. So, Ben, what happened previously on Beyond the Dice? Previously, Cortain took the injured, the injured crew, to the safe house, one of the Order of the Ages safe house under um, the care of uh, Vastrom, uh, Vastom, and he then then Cortain left to go get his car fixed at the Bright Hammer Repairs um, shop. So he was away for about three days. In that time. The medics and the healers tended to the wounds of the rest of the crew. Uh, Little Moss was inappropriately watching TV while everyone else was trying to sleep and also eating all of the food. Um, Then uh, Gage had, had some odd dream, like some war dream, whether it was whether it was a flashback or a flash forward or some weird weird experience Cortain doesn't know Cortain doesn't actually know that it happened uh then Cortain returned just as Spiggs's Spiggs got a call that his son was arrested by the the police and was being held down at the station so the three the rest of the three went to go deal with that sensing that they were going to make a complete fool of themselves Cortain stayed back and his suspicions were were found to be right when they started a fight in the middle of a heavily armed precinct and got tased. Then they got the kid back, everything worked out worked out well, and yeah, now now it's the next episode. So, it's been, let's say it's been two weeks since all of that happened. So, Spigs, you are no longer unconscious from being tased in the security precinct. Um, And the rest of you have been able to go home, do what you do in your normal day lives. Uh, Maybe do some extra little missions here and there, that sort of thing. Um, 
So first off, um, before we go through and talk about what everyone did in those two weeks, let's talk about level two. So um, our, our players, our characters have made the transition from level one all the way to level two. And uh, so we'll, we'll still start off with um, we'll start off with Ben. We'll just go um, in the order of the introduction. So Ben, uh, Cortain has leveled up to level two. What's going on? What's he get? What's he do? Well, so first up, as as all of us will um, for the different classes, level two will give us a bit more bit more health points so that we can survive a bit longer in a fight. And so, should uh, do you want us to roll now to see what we get or? Nah, you guys can you guys can do that later. Excellent. Um, so yeah, all of us will be getting health, but as a fighter, um, the D and D player's handbook tells me that I get two new things: a uh, second wind, which uh, more or less is a is a little mini heal with that I can use within a combat. So on my turn, instead of really acting or do in, using my action, so instead of shooting or interacting with 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 objects, I can instead heal myself. Um, oh no, sorry, it's a bonus action, so I can still attack and then heal myself to regain hit points equal to the roll of a, a, a 10-sided dice plus my fighter level, so it would be uh, 2 plus 1d10. Uh, then I also get action surge, which more or less allows me to act twice on my turn, but uh, once, kind of per day, once between extended rests. Um, yeah, so that's that's really what I get, more... The ability to stay in combat more and the ability to to, to gun down or, or cut down more enemies in a turn. Cool. Great. Awesome. So uh, next off, we'll have Jeff. What does uh, what does Gage get when he hits level two? So Gage is a wizard. Um, he gets like arcane tradition. Sorry, I wasn't looking at my mic. He gets arcane tradition. Um, there's a few different ones to choose from in the book. But however, um, I thought it was more... It would be cooler to use the um, arcane. Sorry, what's it called? Anathokana modern magic um, document. Yeah, uh, that's been provided from wizards. Um, it's very cool. It's got heap of whole new different bits and pieces. So I was thinking of different ones, but I think technomancy would just it just be fun to go down that that line. So technomancy is um, a new a newer arcane tradition. Um, so. Should I read it out because it's unlikely that might, people might have it? Yeah, yeah, cool. Read, read, it, read it out. That'll be that's cool. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike the more common arcane tradition uh, traditions based around schools of magic, the tradition of technomagy tech, uh, technomancy does not focus on a singular type of spellcraft or magical energy. Rather, students of technomancy concern themselves with how their spells interact with modern technology. Um, so you actually have like. Uh, um, they make use of technology as both a conduit and a storage space for magic. So you don't have a traditional spell book that you hold in your hand. It's actually part of what makes you you. Um, and on top of that, um, bonus proficiencies, I get um, proficiency with sidearms and hacking tools. So that will make... Um, I might need to get some hacking tools as well, or maybe build some during my two weeks. So that'll be part of that. Um, so I'm really looking forward to the stuff that comes with that. Cool. Is there anything else? Um, Want to add to that? What, your, your HP, what does your HP go up by? Uh, a 1d6. Okay, cool. Or 4, but I think 1d6, rolling it's a lot more fun. You're rolling it's a lot so, more fun and scary. Um, like, like I think one of my first rolls with 
um, Zai, my my ranger in Ben's game, I think I rolled like a three, and I was like, no, it's so low, I'm gonna die, and I and I do, I die, I die quite a bit, but um, that's fine. I come back with a vengeance every time. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, uh, so I just I just threw it on the table and got a six. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that. <laughs> All right, you, you can roll on um, on here if you want to, but if you don't want to, that's fine, uh, because we don't want to build the characters on the podcast. That would just be a bit too much. Um, yeah, that's fine. And next we've got uh, Peter. Um, when Spigston gets to level two, what does he do? So same thing from the Unearth Arcana uh, new kind of builds for Artificer. So level, so I get an extra one d eight HP, yep. um, which I roll out of this. Um, then <clears throat> level two, I get two abilities. Uh, one is tool expertise. Uh, tool expertise, basically, all uh, your proficiency bonus is doubled for any ability check you make that uses any of the tool proficiencies you gain from this class. Cool. Uh, is that including Luke the uh, mechanic? Yep, it certainly does. Oh, sweet! So, Spigs over the two weeks is going to become a pretty boss uh, at repairing and tool making and such. Uh, the second ability is a wondrous invention. Uh, second level, you gain the use of a magic item that you have crafted, and choose from a list. Uh, the list is for level two, uh, either a bag of holding. A uh, cap of water breathing, a drift globe, goggles of night, or a sending stone. I have decided, when looking at this previously, to get the bag of holding. Awesome. Cool beans. Um, was there anything else that you want to talk about um, the around Artificer, or no? Uh, just the fact, so there's, just starting off, uh, when I built the character... There was a choice between either going an alchemist or a gunsmith, uh, which I went to the gunsmith because I thought it'd be cooler and part more makes more sense with the the shop and uh, building things for like guns or vehicles and such. So yep, that's cool. why he has the uh, thunder cannon uh, item. Um, and then Trav, uh, when Moss hits level two, or Little Moss, sorry, when Little Moss hits level two. What does he get? Uh, he can finally, after essentially saving the group on a number of occasions, uh, access his Kai, which means that he can take a bonus action uh, in a couple of different situations. The first one gives him an extra attack. Um, the next one is a dodge. And the final one is a disengage or a dash. Um, so I guess as a monk fighting as uh, hand-to-hand combat um, and having nothing other than, you know, the power of awesomeness, uh, sometimes he gets in the thick of it. And yeah, so I think that'll make him a lot more versatile uh, and a lot more, uh, I suppose there'll be a lot more survivability. And the other one is unarmored movement. Uh which is pretty cool. Uh, basically, while I'm not wearing armor, I get an additional 10 feet of movement. So I can move anywhere up to uh, level 30. Uh, oh, sorry, 30 feet. Um, 
And what's really cool is if I survive long enough to get to level nine, I'm eventually going to be able to run along vertical surfaces um, or across liquids so I can walk on awesome. water. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. So now all our boys have um, have gotten to level two. We will uh, we'll talk about what happened in that, that two-week period that, um, that they have lived and... Um, in, in New Etica. On this two-week break from your last mission, in the time that Moss will level up to level two, what do what does Moss do? What does what do you do, Moss? What do you do? Uh, I think. I'm probably going to help Gleam. Gleam, that's right. Stupid name. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to help him get his life together and start to train him in the arts of the way of the open hand. Cool. Um, and I believe his dwarf name is Gradran. That's what he wants you to call him. So let's let's just do that scene there. Um, now, is, is Gleam going to your house or is there like a dojo or is there like what where are you doing this uh yeah he comes to my apartment um as he opens the door he notices that there's nothing on the walls that it's completely austere um there's just flaking bits of plaster and faded paint where the windows have kind of um, faded whatever they touch and yeah there's very little furniture the only thing that's in there of any um, note is a training post so one of those uh, large wooden columns that has several sticks jutting out of it at different points to emulate different points on the body uh, that monks use to help train all right cool so as he walks in he says to you, Uh, Moss, you could, like, totally put up some posters or something, man, and really, like, make this place, I don't know, cool, I guess? So, like, obviously you have no idea of what cool is. And, uh, just gonna set this out at the beginning. Uh, from now on, there's no talking during our training sessions, unless I give you permission to do so. How, uh, uh, but how will I... Um, and at that point, I like whack him on the back of the head um, because he didn't. He didn't. Hey, listen. man, that's uncool. I whack him again. Ugh. Okay, I think I get the point. <laughs> I whack him again. He just nods, and he looks around. Good. Like, You're learning. Puts his hands up. Like I don't know. Hmm. That's fine. Now listen. And then um, I take him through the first form. Um, we just do basic things like stance, posture, and um, the first basic movement, and we just repeat that over and over and over again. Cool, so do you teach him, like, the stance of the flying crane, the stance of the angry tiger, the stance of the fierce wolf, like that sort of stuff? Uh, no, this is just uh, the sitting panda. <laughs> And it's like the, it's the most lazy and basic form 
but yeah, he needs somewhere to start, so I thought I'll go easy on him. Uh, so after, let's say, a few hours of training, he's you know sweating and panting, and he puts his hand up and he says, I know you said that there was no talking, but uh, I, so- I sort of... I sort of... Alright, sorry, 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 just gonna catch my breath. I, I brought you a gift, and uh, do I, do I, first, do I, do I call you Master? No, uh, you can just call me Moss. Alright, Moss. And he runs over to his bag, and he um, rummages through it, and pulls out a um, his little keg, his little wooden keg with iron bands around it, has a little nozzle, and he says, This is some, uh, some pretty fine dwarven ale. I thought that, um, you know, we could celebrate once my training is done. And he hands it and passes it to you. I bow slightly and I say, I put it to one side and I say, um, training is going to go on for the rest of your life. But I think that if you work hard, um, you train hard, you live hard, then we'll celebrate with some of this fine ale. <laughs> and he nods to you as he gets back into the... Uh, the sitting panda stance and readies himself yeah. for the next um, set of stances and attacks. So nice. you do this over, let's just say, um, over a week. He comes, um, he comes twice in the, in the week because his first his first day where he spent a lot of time talking and giving you that gift and that sort of thing you thought that that his time would be better spent or something so you've asked him to come back a second day and he is back there um now let's say that he you you're getting him to go through some of those stances and attacks um so kind of like a mini skill challenge i'll get you to roll a um a check maybe like a, a charisma check or something like that there um, or a wisdom check to teach him or to instruct him how to hit and that sort of thing and then I'll roll to hit you and we'll, um, we'll see how that turns out see how he's progressed in the last few days would it be wisdom or charisma? I don't know, what do you think is more um, more applicable? Uh, based on the fact that he's a young guy I think charisma's important I don't know how much he values wisdom at this point I mean, he's made a good start but... Perhaps wisdom in terms of the best way to approach him. Um, like, as in what's going to help him learn, rather than what I think is, you know, right or wrong. Let's do, let's just do charisma and have it like you are telling him which attacks to hit. Yeah. Um, and where to hit and that sort of thing. Um, with a, with a confidence. Yeah. Roll well on those charisma checks. Um, he will... He will get a bonus in when he strikes and hits. So the better you do, the better he does. Yep. Okay. I roll. Uh, nine. Okay. So in this first lot of strikes and stances, um, this is like the first time you have actually instructed somebody. Yep. You've just um, you your you yourself are usually the one that's being instructed. Yep. So what do you say? That's not quite a pass but he's still a decent role. So what, what do you say to get him to strike and motivated to, to hit you? I say um, something like, you know, if you want to be a real man, 
Um, it doesn't matter if you're dwarf or maybe that throws him off. Alright, let's see. So he doesn't get a plus to this, but um, it's an 8 versus your AC. Okay, so what happens when he he's, he's in the sitting panda and then he spins up, strikes out with a flat palm at your chest? Oh, what yep. do you do? Um, I just move my head to one side. Effortlessly. Effortlessly. <laughs> That's all those drinks. That's all the drinks. <laughs> Effortlessly. Oh, far out. Effortlessly. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, pulled off some words. Leslie. <laughs> Alright. So he strikes out with a flat palm, completely missing you. You dodge you dodge your head and you honestly think you probably didn't even need to move that much. Um, he yeah. just didn't hit so well. You then instruct him a second time on how to spin out of the sitting panda stance to strike and then sit back down again. So roll your charisma check. Four. You, this time you, you sort of yell at him and um, he gets startled. And he rolls a six this time as well. So he spins the opposite way. Um, <laughs> he sucks. In a, in a kick. In a kick. And he he, uh, he trips himself, falling onto the ground. Ooh. And a third time, how do you command him? Um, or how do you... How do you tell him what to do with confidence? I say, center yourself, take a moment, don't strike in anger, strike with focus. He nods. Roll your charisma. Plus two. Uh, 18. All right. He sits there in the sitting panda stance. Nice. You motivate him. You tell him to wait and be patient and not strike out in anger. He's sitting there in the panda stance. You are staring at him, his eyes are closed, his little chin hairs are sitting idle. Then suddenly, he spins to the right. A flying flat palm comes out, striking you on the chest, pushing you back about five or six centimeters. He's hit, he's hit you. He's got past your guard and he's hit you on your chest. He looks down at his hands and he nods to you. And you guys continue then to train stances and how to strike and on the um, on the training dummy in, in how he can not just strike past your guard but how to block hits as well good all right Peter what does Spigs do in the in the two weeks so Spigs uh, wakes up as or is woken up as uh, Glist and Gleam return back from the station. Glist kind of is in a very angered state. I think she's actually more a bit calm and just kind of but like fuming from beneath the surface. Yep. And she goes, uh, asking Spigs what else happened. Uh, anything else happened during the uh, Do you want... Let's, 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 let's RP it. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> So she walks in the door. You're, let's just say you're sitting on the floor like you've just woken up. She brings, uh, she's bring, she's brought your son back home. She, she looks angry. Then she sees you like laying on the floor, um, sort of sit, just sitting up. And you see her face sort of not drop, but you see her face compose. She walks in, and she says, "Spixton." 
Spigston. What? What, Spigston? What's going on? Oh, you go out. Oh, you, oh, you, oh. you go out on some sort of mission or quest or whatever you, whatever you mercenaries call them, jobs, whatever. You're gone for days. You tell me that your your friends are shot up, but it's actually you who has a massive gauze on their chest. You then go to pick up our son from the security center and cause a fight in there, getting yourself tasered, Spigston. What? What is going on, Spigston? And then your son sort of looks at you with wide eyes, walks past you, and you hear him whisper, Dad, you're fucked up. Dad. <laughs> Dad. And he, and he keeps going towards the back of the shop. Well, uh... Uh, Chris... I had to take I had to take the job. We we you know talked about beforehand not taking on jobs that were so so dangerous. But we really we really needed the coin. Uh, so you know I didn't want I didn't want to worry you. Like I was all I was all better, but I didn't want to worry you about uh, what happened during the mission. So yeah, I didn't I didn't I didn't tell you. I'm sorry. Speaks. My husband. That's it's okay. Just don't don't lie. Do you remember last time what happened when you lied? Last time I had to I had that feeling and you sent me that communication, I had to come out and get you. She looks down to your legs. Spigs, don't lie. And remember, if you need help. I'm here. I'm always here. I'm just as capable as you are, if not more. So. Uh, I know. I just, I don't like you worrying so much, and some of these jobs out here, in especially Darkhaven, are just just so dangerous. Yes. And look, you're new to this whole mercenary thing. You've only been doing it for a few weeks, so. I think that if you're going to continue to do it, you can you can take dangerous jobs. You're strong. You're tough. You can you you can take whatever shot you in the chest. But what I want you to do, I want you to listen to those others, those those like um, maybe not Little Moss, but that other guy Gage. He seems okay. Listen to him. Maybe follow his lead until you're completely comfortable with what you're doing, and then, and then just take it all on. You can do it. I know you can. Oh, all right. Um, and about the the precinct, um, yeah, that little moss guy. He said some stuff about about Gleam, and I just. I can't stand when uh, people talk down about you know our family. That's our dwarven blood, our dwarven pride. Speaks. You don't need to worry about what people think or say. But but it's our it's it's our family honor. That's it's our name, and no one, no one should be able to spit on it like he did. Yes. Spigs, but here's the thing: what would our what would our family name be 
If you were killed in that precinct, if you were killed and, and all of the other dwarves in Darkhaven learnt that that Spig's Denser was killed in a security precinct because Harfox said some unkind words about his his troublesome boy, what would they say? They would say that he was a fool. And you're not a fool, Spigs. You just need to think things through. Take a breath, like I have. When I walked in the door, I could have come in screaming and throwing things and being angry and I could have even probably beaten the shit out of you. But I didn't. Because I want to set an example for our son and I don't want to hurt you. And she, she chuckles. You, you always had the brains in this relationship and I love you for it. I love you, List. She uh, she kneels down next to you and hugs you and she says, I love you too. Now, let's get you off the floor and um, we have got a heap of repairs to do, Speaks. Let, let's do them. Come on. And she uh, helps you to your feet. So... The rest of the time, um, Speaks works the shop, and I, in the midst of working the shop, he kind of like he while he's like working, he kind of uh, remembers his uh one of his ex partner in the shop um, created was working on uh, trying to bridge a gap between dimensions, and Speaks had a brainstorm that he could if you get it working to use that to be able to, uh, with a, like a sort of a bag or a pouch to be able to sufficiently store things, uh, without like the weight weighing him down. So he fumbles around, uh, spending a good couple of hours and, uh, finding the notes. He then works on it, gets it working and builds the bag of holding. Awesome. So with um with your first few tests of the bag of holding, um yep. what do you like what do you do? So first he gets the notes and he tries he's he sets up like a little um like a metal ring like and uses conductor setting up um basically a little program putting electricity through it and a bit of a Sending like um, I don't know what you call it. Some super science. Say some like firing some. Come on, Ben. Give me some. Give me some ideas. <laughs> firing some neutrons or something. Well, you're trying neutrons. to create extra dimensions. That's 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 beyond my my pay grade. <laughs> right, we're firing like... some <laughs> some super neurons um, around. <laughs> Yeah, you, dude, dude, you dude. don't have you don't have to like try and science brain it. It could just be like I rig up a like a machine, um, like a, like a skeleton, and then I wrap, you know, and then I make fabric around it, and then I put this in there, like that sort of test of like what do you what do you put in there and try and pull out the for your first test of this bag. <laughs> I, I set up a little contraption with the with this ring, and I eventually get it to like run this tiny little stable portal. And uh, I, Spigs gets like a couple of 
um, basically just loose her nuts and bolts and just, like throws it through. And then he gets uh, bits of pliers and then puts the pliers through and try and reaches out and grab, see if he can grab thing and pull like the pliers first to see if it hasn't just melted as he's gone through. When you when you first put it in on your first try, when you first put the the pliers in, you um you reach around, you 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 feel like you have something, and then when you pull it out, um these bolts and the pliers look like they have been stretched, uh, like melted and stretched like 30 centimeters. They, they're not quite what they should be coming out of that, that uh, dimension. So you go back at it and try and, um, you know, tweak it and you spend a good, good amount of time there. Uh, in your second test, what do you do? Um, he spends, he he sets up a trap, a little mouse trap, and he waits till, he sets up a mouse trap, some cheese or something. Yeah, something sweet he finds in the fridge. The actual where uh, the shop does have occasionally have some vermin, so he kind of sets one up, uh, ready to catch catch one. You can't tell people the amount of times that you've had to go down into the basement and kill giant rats. It's just oh, like some of them are massive. Yeah, so you set it up, and uh, what do you want to do? Try and capture the mouse in the in the bag. So once he once he's caught, uh, cool. I'm not killing it, but like just to sort of capture it. Yep. He then grabs ho- grabs hold of the live, it's a small mouse, and then uh puts it in the bag. Yep. For like a good say, he waits ten seconds, and then he uh sets up a little while he's, while he's waiting for ten seconds. Sets up um something to catch it. And he empties the bag into into the other the trap to see what uh, effects happens on the mouse. All right, so you inside the bag or you outside in or inside out the bag. The mouse yep. falls out of it, uh, lands on the tray, and it like is scattering everywhere, like trying to escape. It just seems but, unaffected. But it looks fine. It looks yeah, it looks unaffected. Takes the mouse outside, lets it go outside of his shop, and awesome. uh, then goes back to work. Cool beans. All right, so Jeff, what does Gage do in the uh, the two two weeks? Okay, so Gage really didn't like how he was um like trying to find uh, also like when he was disabled like. Um, when he couldn't do anything, that he couldn't have access to his magic powers. He wants to be able to, like, upgrade or um, make the make the jump, make the right jump to oh, into technomancy. So, Gage is, is going online. He's searching around, um, looking at open source stuff, like hacks and mods to find out how he can change from having a lot of his stuff saved in software into hardware. And to like make those body mods required to um to get into like to get into his system more. So he spent some time like over the ne- over the first week like researching and building um a new kind of platform. Um, and eventually he creates like a um, like a cylinder, and and that cylinder can like hold um like form of like arcane energy um of his spells that he that he stores during the day um and that that can be changed and that's like um his storage space for magic 
So he spends time doing that, working on that. And then he sets up, um, he uses his, uh, also he's got, not an apartment, it's more like a, well he has an apartment now as well, he's trying to find somewhere to live. Um, he's got a little bit of money to use now, so he's got like a, like a basement entrance into a den. So it's kind of, it's underneath, um, you know, like hacker in the basement sort of thing. So he lives, he lives down underground. Uh, it's easy, easy to get in and out um, from from the street. Uh, doesn't really have to bother anyone. No one really notices his come, comings and goings. Um, so he can, he's got a good internet connection. He's got a couple different Wi-Fi's that he's managed to get his way into, depending on what he needs to do. Um, so things aren't ultra traceable to his location. So he's been researching this for a little while and he gets the canister and then he gets um, he uses his remote hacking so that he can access the hardware and operate on himself without the need of using his hands so he um, the rig that he's got in his back um, he cuts open into it and down down his spine and inserts this um, green glowing canister into into his back and um, that acts as his smaller form of storage space until he can upgrade it and make it like a better hard drive in the future um, that way he can have more access to more spells um, also he needs to acquire some so uh, he also goes off we can figure out the more complicated bits on how he gets it um, but he purchases software and starts working on these spells. Um, well, for for a lot of like, I think with Gage the 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 rig that he's got is of a quality, and I think he's smart enough to like like with his knowledge of the um, with the code of the arcane, you can like write magic. Yeah, like you you, you so, type code and like and then you you can upload it to yourself and like test it and see if you can if you can get like harness those magics that you're trying to get it tap into. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, but there's definitely avenues that are out there for okay for normal people then where they can buy yeah spells. So there's like black market spells and then you can actually go to like. Um, software places and buy, buy them. The only thing is, a lot of the time, um, you have to register with them um, yeah. your full identity to purchase, unless you go to the black market. Yeah, Engage isn't really very interested in... It's also very much been bothering him that all that stuff in that security center had him like, hands up footage like who knows or who might know him so he's going to attempt to um to remove some of that information all right do you want to roll <laughs> like roll a, like an arcane hacking check yep cool oh can you make some hacking tools yeah you can as do well? that yeah for sure you can say uh, you do that when you um when you're trying to upgrade your storage and all that sort of stuff cool so that's it. so it give me a plus two to hacking um would i need like direct access to the place or, or can i try and hack 
over the internet. Yeah, you can go through the network for sure. So for the internet network? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, okay, cool. So he kind of, first, he doesn't start directly from where he is. Um, he goes through some other people in his building, like connects to their Wi-Fi, and then from that point, he kind of goes through like some private networks and things like that to try and bounce signal a little bit. Yep. Um, but, so eventually someone can get them. He doesn't see this as a really, really high priority thing even though he is hacking into somewhere, so it might be possible to trace back to that Wi-Fi node in the same building. Um, so, he... Um, so, Arcana, which is six plus two. The hacking tools themselves give, like, points or not? Like, if you're using, like, a lockpick set, does that actually give, or it's just a proficiency? I should say, uh, when you in the skill for the item okay alright so we'll say arcana and then proficiency for that so plus 8 oh man um 20 um 26 oh nice yeah okay so you when you go when you go to hack this like this then network it's for a stone shield um incorporated which is like a pretty big pretty big security company um but that's fine you get around their network pretty easily over the last few days of like um programming coding you 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 just like you're in you're in your space and you, you get in there, you find um, just the report of what happened uh, in the lobby. Uh, they didn't take names of anybody because it was such like a... Um, it's just like a, just a small little um, conflict that happened. It wasn't anything too serious to them. Like they mustn't have a policy that they need to get everyone's name and number and identity when they, when they you know, if that sort of thing happens. So... But you the, do still find... be like AI, AI based, yeah, like yeah. So facial recognition that connects up to some greater system that just logs it without even thinking about it, like automation. You find the videos, yeah. uh, you find the um, the data from the little drone, um, like the security drone in the roof. That when that's locked onto you, it scanned your height, weight size hair color eye color all that sort of thing just made up pretty much a full profile for you um but it's like name and all that sort of thing is um is unknown at the moment you find all that information you can delete it if you want yep so i'll do that but also just randomly delete a few other ones <laughs> just around the area kind of like a scatter shot so it's not like someone someone noticing that the data might be changed so just like, I delete one, then I kind of just click, delete another one, click somewhere else, delete another one. How many? Without. Two or three? No, four, actually, like six. Six? Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Cool. So, you delete them, you, um, you fragment some others, and, um, you wipe the video, the footage, the, the full body scan, all that sort of stuff. It's all gone. Yep. Um, yep. And you get out without any problems yet. Cool. 
cool. Um, so there's that. Um, he's also um, looking to try and... Um, he's kind of gone around and he's he finds some, like... Um, like, kind of in the... You know, in the slummy kind of area, like, where he lives isn't particularly great. Um, and... He gets some... He gets some milk. And, um... He, he, bu- he buys some milk, buys some normal things. And now he's starting to, like... Pour it all it. over his body and <laughs> rub, rub it into his hair. And right. now he's okay. Yeah, so he's what? Sorry. So, <laughs> so he, so he's collected. He's collected some some um, milk and stuff like that, and he's going to start um, fermenting it um, and start experimenting to see how, like, a few different things. But one of them is to um, start seeing how matter, like m- organic matter and um magic different kinds of organic matter and magic how they combine and how they work together because eventually he knows that at some point if he keeps experimenting with himself he's going to lose the power of like he's going to lose his human self so you um so you're he's, going so he's exper- just just real quick Sorry. the milk that you get on the streets is like um go- goblin milk pro- no it's like <laughs> like fake protein milk stuff because they are like you don't have farms and cows and stuff so everything's like man-made yeah and like so the, can he like use when you go to grow bacteria when you grow yeah 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 oh yeah for sure you can yeah. grow bacteria yeah 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 so that, that's his main goal to like make culture from it he's not he's not gonna drink it yet <laughs> all right cool i was just wondering if you're trying to like make a milk robot no, maybe, but <laughs> like, like, uh, like, like alien. You know how they have milk inside of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, actually, his main thing is to like get a fermentation process going so that he can create his own alcohol at some point in the future. Yeah, cool, cool. So, um, just really quick, you are uh, you're walking down the street towards uh, a store, like a, sh- a shopping center, or a convenience store, or one of those sort of things. It's um, it's night time. It begins to rain and pour down pretty heavily. As you're walking, uh, the neon lights from the buildings uh, cast like a a, a neon green um, light over the left side of your uh, your face. You stop walking because in the mirror, oh, sorry, in the in the window of one of the shops you walk by, you see a reflection that. It's a bit odd. You turn and you look at the window and you are in front of a mirror. You wash your face. You you dab it dry. You put on your shirt. You put on your jacket. You button it up. You clip on all of your medals. You put your ceremonial hat on. You grab your sword. You sheath it at your side. You look down at your shoes. Make sure that the job that you did last night, the um, the shoe shine that you used last night, has been effective. And it has. And they look good. And you can see your reflection in them. You walk to the door, you open it, you continue down the hallways, 
You make it to the Grand Hall. You walk inside. Your classmates are there. They smile. They welcome you. They are all nervous as you are. You walk towards the seats that you've been allocated to and you sit down. One of the colonels is standing at the front at a plinth and he's talking. He's giving a speech. He's commending you all for a a job well done in your training and it will be a great honour to take you all out into the wastelands, to take you all out and protect the city, protect the lands, stop those fiendish, fiendish marauders from attacking the small towns and villages outside of the city to stop them from trying to get into the city. Once it's all over and done, the speech, that is, you and your classmates are called up one by one as he shakes your hand. As he passes you your new pistol. He passes it to you. He passes the magazine in his left hand, the the pistol in his right. And he tells you that you are now a guardian. You blink and you are looking at yourself in the green light in the streets of New Etica. It's still raining and you see people are rushing from doorway to doorway to alley to alley to get out of the rain, holding newspapers above their head, holding umbrellas. You continue to the store to buy the milk. Next, we will have... Cortain, what does he do in those two weeks? Well, I mean, his his jeep is is at the shop. So first, he will go and see his go to his family's his family's home where his mother and sister um, are currently living, which is in one of the kind of better places <laughs> of of Darkhaven. It's closer to one of the larger um, orders compounds or one of their one of their facilities. Um, but it's still kind of outside. Um, it's on the outskirts. So yeah, he'll go and and see his, make sure his his mother and his sister are okay, um, and drop off the usual um, a lot like allotment of, of of credits from from the job he's just done. Before right. he then will will head off and and look for some jobs. All right. So, do you want to do a do a scene with your family, or like? Yeah, sure. What? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So you open the front door. You walk inside um, into the the apartment that your your mother and your your sister are living in. Your mum is folding some washing up. Yep. And uh, she looks and she says, "Oh, Cortain, Cortain," and she sort of like um just drops the towel that she's folding she runs over to you and uh she being a lot shorter than you she hugs you um tightly around your um around your, around your stomach area oh, mum you just you just dropped a towel 
Uh. <laughs> You're like you. What are you doing? <laughs> towels are for towels are. You need them clean, mum. No. Nah. Um. Uh, it's good to see you. Just just back from a from a mission. Went went well enough. No injuries on my on my part. So it's good. It's good to be home. Oh, Cotain, did you did you make any friends? I had a new a new crew. Yeah. How did that go? Oh, they're amateurs. Ah. Well, you seem to say that quite a lot, Cortain. <laughs> and I, I know, look, I know that you've, um, that you, you've, you've, you've fought and you haven't lived an easy life and other people might seem as amateurs, but maybe, maybe you need to just teach them, teach these amateurs. Don't just leave them behind. I'll teach them. I'll teach them for as long as it takes for me to get to get you and Elaine enough credits so that you can move to somewhere somewhere nicer, somewhere safer. Where where do you, where do you want us to move? Darkhaven's our home. Darkhaven is a and it's safe here, but who knows? Who knows if it's going to be safe forever? If I if I can get you guys out of here, if I can get you enough, if I get enough money for my jobs, we can buy somewhere up in the in the central district. Ah, oh, Cortain, it would be nice, but I don't, I don't know if I could live up there. Those, those people, I, I bet they're snooty and they're rude and they, they're just, I don't know. Look, they're probably. They're the kind. They're, they're they're no different from the the thugs that I I I deal with on the street. But is this the life that you wanted for for not necessarily yourself? But this is is this the life you want for Elaine? She, you know you know what she can do. You know how you know how clever she is. She is she supposed to just be stuck stuck here where she becomes a mechanic at best? No, you're you're right. The, the both of you, I had great, I had great things in mind for the both of you. Well, I'm only good for shooting things now. Cortain, I think that, I think that you're too hard on yourself. I think if you, I think if you try again, I think if you, if you really put your mind to it, you will, you will find what you've lost. It's not, it's not about regaining it. I've, it was, it was taken from me. I can't, I can't get it back. So, I'll just do what I can so that Elaine can, that she can have something. That's what you should be saving your money for, Cortain. Maybe there's some sort of procedure, or maybe one of these, you know, these these arcane types can tap into something that will that will that will bring it back. Well, they might just make it worse. <sighs> yes, I, I guess so. But it just, it pains me to see you like this. I remember when you were, when you were happy. And now it seems that, now it seems I never really see you smile. Not a real smile. Let's, let's drop this for the moment. Let's just, like, where's, where's Elaine? Let's just, let's just have something to eat. I'll go and get us some takeaway from, from a favorite shop. She's, um, she's actually, she's actually bringing back some, um, some of some roast chickens um, she, she, so she's bringing them back I've got some potatoes and some radish and some onion in the oven there but they're baking and just just you know sit down we can put some music on um, 
might wait for her to get back. So you sit, you're sitting down on the couch, your mum's working away. Um, you hear a knock at the door. I go and... Cortain, can you get that? Yeah, I go and, and answer it, look at the, the, like the, the peephole, or like, well, not necessarily the peephole, but the, um, the camera interface. You see that there are, um, there are four guys outside, um, sort of dressed well, uh, not in suits or anything, but just nicer clothing. And they, they knock again. Do I recognize them? Are they, you know, members of the, of the order? No, you don't recognize them. I pull my revolver out of my holster and put it behind my back as I open the door a little bit so like my head peers through but I've got the gun like ready uh are you is this your place do you live here do you pay the rent here yeah what do you want well um you've got a new landlord and he needs a he needs a payment up front right now 50 50 credits or chips doesn't matter when do what is it what is this i just paid i paid the rent only last week yeah like i said you've got a new landlord and you need to pay a payment up front we'll give you 20 chips 20 chips is not enough to keep this apartment building safe and secure 50 credits will keep this building safe and secure. If you, so you're going to pay 50 credits. If you try to push 50 credits from me, I assure you that this apartment will not be safe or secure. You're, uh, you hear your mum come over and she's like, Cortain, Cortain, just just pay them here, here. And you, you feel like a little um, little point, a coin purse bumping up against your, um, your arm. I... Come on! We don't have all day. We've got a bunch of other rooms to get to. 50 credits now. And you see um, one of the guys, he's holding like a baton. Yeah, begrudgingly, I take the coin purse. Simply because I know that I'm not always here to look after them. I will hand, I will just chuck the coin purse at them. One of them, uh, he... He doesn't catch it, hits him on the chest, and he bent down and picks it up, and he says, Thank you. Just remember, we'll be keeping this building safe all day, all night. I ask who who is our new landlord? It's none of your business. I can tell you, but it's gonna cost you. Do they look like they're armed with, with guns, or just the baton? You would assume that they've got guns too. Yeah. I say... I don't really care who your boss is. Just, just piss off now. You don't have to be so rude. And they, um, they walk down the hallway. Okay. Cortain. I didn't want to tell you about them, but they've, they've been coming every week, asking for, um, for protection money. I, I've been paying them. I, without saying. Once they once they've left, without really saying goodbye, I just storm out of the house, the apartment, close the door, and I will head straight to the um, the orders, like the more or less the the district headquarters here. 
which is which is not far away. You walk inside, um, but you, they just let you in. They know you. Yep. You've been you've been around. You see somebody fairly high ranking there. They're walking um, through the building, like across a lobby sort of area. And this old used to be an old hotel. Yeah. Um, and now that's been they've you know taken it over, bought it, whatever, and um, they had to refit it for their purposes. So he's walking across the lobby. Um, what's his name? His name is um, Sisk. Sisk? Yep. Alright, cool. Ah! Gautain, what's going on? You haven't been in here for quite some time. I... We're, we're walking down like a hallway um, or he's close to a wall and I basically grab him by the shoulders and pin him to the wall. Gautain, what the hell are you doing? I say, what the fuck are you doing? You said that my mother and sister would be safe, not the mercy of gangs. What do you mean? I don't know what you're talking about. The apartment complex that they're in, the one that you're supposed to be protecting. They're being they're being leveraged for protection money. Cortain, we're trying to work that out. There's a there's a new there's a new guy in town, and he's co- he's causing quite a stir here. I I, I let his shoulders and go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that it's affected you and it's touched your family, but we're trying as hard as we can. These these guys there, they're not small fries. They're not gangs of goblins or you know teenagers or even small small syndicates that peddle drugs. They seem to be bigger. They seem to be the real deal. When you find out where this asshole is. Or when you're hitting his his facilities or his gang his gangs, you tell me. You tell me where you're going. Cortain, it's not that simple. We know who he is, but we can't touch him. If you have any jobs that you need done against him, if you need anything, any information on him, you tell me, and I'll do it for you. Okay, just do one thing for me. Be smart about this. If you find out who he is... Don't chase him down. Don't kick the door down. Because you will die. And your family? Well, let's not even talk about that. If anything happens, you better swear that they'll be looked after. Of course. Okay, I walk out. time I go on a quest, I know who I'll be asking to accompany me. Glist, Spig's wife. She can probably kick some ass. And who's this new mob boss that's appeared? Hmm? Oh, you'll just have to keep listening to find out. <laughs> this is Crux, the interdimensional demon bard, and I'll be seeing you soon, traveler. Hey everyone, thanks for downloading, thanks for listening. Make sure to check out our website, beyondthedice.com. Also, you can see our Facebook page at facebook.com slash btdpod. Hey guys, check out our Instagram, it's pretty fun. Little Moss coming at you with D&D stuff, RPG stuff, nerds and geeks, pictures. Check it all out there on Instagram at beyondthedice. We're also on Twitter with uh, at beyondthedice. And also a really cool one is uh, Crux. 
check him out on at Cruxtails. And also my own Twitter, if you like, is at Rock Pete Scissor. Guys, we have a, a lot of fun making these these episodes. So if you have some time, please just jump on iTunes and and give it a review, so yeah, that thanks, it'll get more exposure and so that more people will be able to enjoy what what you guys are enjoying. See ya.